0: Welcome to The Creative Cure, the podcast for creative explorers. If you have a creative soul but you're not sure how to express yourself, well then this is the podcast for you. I'm Marianne Slater, I'm a visual artist, author, photographer, flower faffer, business owner and a woman on a mission to bring everyone's creativity to life. Today's guest is my dear friend Catherine Taylor, who is a lifestyle photographer, artist and just all-round ultimate dreamy creative babe. Catherine is the epitome of a multi-hyphen creative. It oozes out of every pore and into everything she touches. Catherine and I met a few years ago when she came to photograph me for a magazine article, and we've remained close friends ever since. We've shared in quite a few life-changing creative sessions that have sent us off on our respective paths. And to me, Catherine is my perfect creative refuelling station. When I get to spend time with her, I always come away full to the brim with new energy, ideas and inspiration. So, hello, Catherine. Welcome.
1: Oh, that was so nice. (laughs) Oh, It's so weird when you hear people talk about how we met and it's like... Oh, that's, oh, I'll hold back the emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I made her cry
0: immediately. No, that wasn't the intention. Um, oh. no, it's, it's, it's I think it's quite nice to sit down and, like, write. It's a bit like writing your little relationship story, like, how did we meet? And you might have that down with your partner, but when you actually think of all your friendships and you create your friendships and stuff, it's nice to just be like, Oh, how did we get to this point um so yeah I know great. remembering
1: that first shoot I mean we, we, I came to yours didn't I and it was like I think I I can't gosh how long ago was it, it was I it I feels such a blur the last few years I think it but... was, was 18 I think it was
0: 2018 yeah, yeah. because I just got back off it was April wasn't it and I think I just yeah. got back off a holiday
1: I know I, I feel like Because I just, I think I was like a year into being like full-time self-employed at that point as well. So it was like the jobs meant more, like more really than before because it was all like a bit on the side. And But now I was like, okay, I have to be like a professional person. And like, you know, so it felt like a big thing. So yeah, I guess I'd been working for the magazine like on the side at that point, but it was like just starting to feel more serious and my headspace was different around things so but it was so wonderful meeting you because I just felt like we just got on really instantly and it was yeah. really natural wasn't it we just frolicked around the garden and the flowers and <laughs> the plot and all the land yeah
0: like I just I, I mean I hate having my photograph taken I all I just you know a lot, I know a lot of people do I'm sure you hear that all the time but when I'm with you it doesn't mm. feel scary you're just so good Aww. with people and yeah I think my first it was like my first proper shoot as well like having someone photograph me for my business yeah. and it felt ooh, very daunting but it was just so nice yeah like you say frolicking um we did it
1: frolicking. was really good and actually from where I'm sat now I can see out of the window I planted hellebores based oh. off that day because that was the flowers that I had in the plot and they were the first kind of real blooming ones weren't they and I was like yeah. How has she made like an amazing arrangement with just I couldn't visualize, you know, like how you do that. And You just made this amazing, beautiful thing. And then I was in a garden center and there they were. And I was like, Marianne, I must buy these flowers. And they are the <laughs> first thing to bloom every year. And I'm like, that just reminds me of that day just instantly. Oh, <laughs> so. That's
0: yeah. really nice. I love that. Um, oh
1: yeah we are we are we're, we're cuties we're, we're I know. We? It's always so good when we get together because we do we do talk a lot about this kind of stuff don't we and I think I've realized how important it is to have friends that just get it you know like if I you know family members who of mine who are working in nine to five or friends who are working like their corporate lives and things which is my background but when I took this leap I was just so desperate for somebody I could be like I don't know what I'm doing this is really stressing me out like what do I do you know that whole thing is it's so new to everybody so you do need to find your people don't you and feel like you can just spill everything on the table with absolutely it's like work colleagues plus like because
0: you're not Mm. even doing when you would work colleagues you're doing the same job so you sort of understand each other's jobs a bit better but this is like we have to all understand the inner workings of our of what we're yeah. doing and it's just so good to like be able to get it out of your head to someone else and then, then say, Well, I felt like that and I did this, that and that or I feel like that and I don't know what to do, let's figure it out together sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's just uh, it's just so I'm just so lucky that I've like got to meet so many great people. Um and when i got to add you to my little yay
1: yeah. i know it was so good um, for me
0: so yeah now everyone knows how we met each other but i guess it'd be really interesting to um hear how you got to the point where you were frolicking looking around my field um with your
1: camera <laughs> yeah. yeah i really liked your question about um was i good at art at school i mean like genuinely I think I remember not really ever feeling that arty especially at high school it was always quite heavy on the painting and the drawing and there was some girls in my class who were just amazing and I just never really felt that arty and I think also I didn't ever really know what what it could ever lead on to does that make sense it was like yeah yeah. I I think I was in like the headspace of what what do you do with this especially if you're not good at it like if you are good at it then obviously like you've got this amazing talent and it would lead on to amazing things but if you're kind of mediocre although saying that it's a very strong memory of mine in year six at primary school where we had to replicate a photo or painting is it Van Gogh or is it Van Gogh I don't know I never knew how to say it (laughs) either way either way is fine the crowd but yeah that guy and um, I picked at the age of 11 a picture of his famous painting of a rabbit and honestly I swear down to this day I absolutely nailed it I was like this is the best thing I have ever done (laughs) and my teacher made me like how to make a paper frame for it. And it lived in my wardrobe for years. (laughs) So I do remember thinking, gosh, I am so good in this moment. And and that was like, stayed with me for a really long time about how like proud I felt of it. But then, you know, like years went on. I just, I didn't really feel like it was just something I was that drawn to. I think it was maybe because the world of art just felt quite limiting for me. Mm. And it wasn't like a bubble beyond, if you can't draw, this isn't for you kind of thing yeah so I so. think I think a lot
0: of people will say that but if they it's things to do with like realism so not being able to draw an apple perfectly or yeah. being able to draw do a self-portrait brilliantly um and then feeling like because there will be people in your class that can do it so brilliantly that mm. you're not good at that and then I think if you don't go any further than maybe like GCSE art even even if you do take you don't take it beyond there the 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 options of sort of trying to show you what you could do within that subject are quite limited aren't they like
1: yeah um, I think it's changing now I think hopefully that Although we could talk forever probably about like how school doesn't feel like it's ever that broad, is it? It's always quite like curriculum's a bit narrow and you go out into the wide world Mm. and you're like, oh, hang on a minute. There's there's loads you can do. But at school, you know, it feels quite restrictive, doesn't it? So I think it's, you know, thinking like beyond that. But and the technical side of art probably stayed with me for a really long time into like, well, it probably still kind of stays with me now as an adult where because I'm completely self-taught photography wise I mean I've done workshops and like stalked many people on YouTube figuring out the technical side of my camera but the probably the biggest leap was it was get, getting over that hurdle of appreciating that actually being creative in any way is so much bigger than just technically are you good or is that being mm-hmm. validated by somebody Um, I did dabble a little bit in photography at university as like the club side of it and it was like me and what only felt like a hundred very intensely technical boys (laughs) it was like you know (laughs) I was just like oh wow I've just got this like burning desire to like take like take pictures uh, yeah and then I had my mum's little point and shoot camera and then there was just like a sea of boys faces and with like comparing lens sizes you know you feel like you, you want to be a bit, <laughs> you feel yeah. like you want to be a bit like a bit brazen and be like you know boys it's not always about the size of your lens you know, mm. of it's not how big what it is boys. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly so and I remember this really clear memory of just be pushing through all these kind of like night classes that we we had running and it was all like club you know vibes of like an exhibition night where they're like bring your favorite photo from the term and we'll make it into a little exhibition and i, I was really passionate about it and i just i just there was just something i really loved to try about it and it was it ended up being no joke of a lie just me like holding this camera it was a photograph of me and my boyfriend who's now my husband actually
0: i <laughs> um, kissing
1: honestly i don't even know what i was thinking what was i thinking but it was, I was in my like, you know, early 20s life. So I was like, yeah, let's do this like really emotional. <laughs> I mean, he had, <laughs> bless him, he didn't know what he was signing up for. But I took yes. this photo along and it was like, on, it was slightly slanted. It was really imperfect. It was probably a bit blurry in parts, but I absolutely loved it. Cause I was like, I feel this like a story and I'm just testing the waters with this, like new part of myself. And I just want to, you know, put it out there and I'm just i'm just going with the creativity of it and then if you can imagine that image on a wall surrounded by i think the next one in line was the detailed inner parts of a car engine you know yeah. there was absolutely no comparison and i and i just got overwhelmed with like the pressure of being technically good like with the yeah. camera and I just thought, actually, this isn't for me. If this is what photography is, this isn't for me. So I did walk away from it after uni, and just didn't. I think I, I think I stepped out of that club, and then walked straight into the careers advice room, and a lady just threw brochures about corporate graduate schemes at me and said, they've got a great pension, do this. And I, I and I just felt this like fog of like, what do I do if I can't follow a spark because. I'm just not good enough at it then this is just the only path in life you know you get a job you get stability get on the, you get a, get on the little conveyor belt of the life. wheel yeah. and then well, I, yeah that's kind of like how I fell into work absolutely what did, you, sorry, what, did you, what did you what did you do at university what was your degree in so I did two degrees actually I did sociology and psychology which I think about to now and thought, gosh, I've only just discovered Brene Brown then. <laughs> you know, because that was like that world. And I loved it because I was really fascinated by conversations about the way we think and the mind and all that kind of thing. And then I stayed on to do another uh, master's degree in criminal psychology and the legal system. I know what where? Where did that, that, that happen?
0: <laughs> is, like, that's amazing. That is so cool.
1: I know. and I and I got to like work in prisons, interviewing prisoners, and like it was so fascinating to me to to work with like so the extremes of society, like different people. And then I did my dissertation on women's body images and how we all feel about our body. And and that was really wonderful just sitting with women and that was my sociology side of things. But yeah, it was quite a mixed it was four years of just being really experimental but then i you know you leave that bubble a little bit of finding yourself a bit and then you know you find yourself sitting in a 9 to 5 and i genuinely hand on heart was three weeks in to this a very good solid opportunity in a really big firm and i remember going home to paul my husband and i was like is this it now is this what we do and it was just a huge, huge reality moment, and the start of quite a, an inner crisis, if I'm honest.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So yeah, oh, but the gosh. photography was always there. It was always something that I was just like, for no real reason, like had no understanding of why I was so drawn to it. But I was just obsessed with people who took photos, and it was always the d- it was the days of the very early blogs, so. People building blogs and sharing images and being creative and I was just absolutely fascinated by it but you know stuck in like a different headspace of well that's just what other people do you know yeah and that technical hang up obviously
0: you know Mm. I I completely get that because even though I've done lots of creative stuff through my education like my education has brought me to this but it's always the technical side of things that I feel I'm in, not competent enough at. Like, um, yeah. I would never have called myself a photographer. I wouldn't. But then <laughs> I photographed a full book's worth of photographs. Yes,
1: absolutely. Now I
0: think I should call myself a photographer. But even in my head, because I'm not, like, I know my camera settings. <laughs> because it's just my camera. But I... Uh, well, actually, I know my camera settings because you, Catherine, showed them to me that one day. Oh, do you remember? Like, yeah, were, like two years ago. Um, yes. and I on COVID over times. And like, yeah, I was yeah. like, Catherine, what does this actually mean? And you were like, oh, well, just do this and this. I've still got photos of your dogs in your kitchen of me tested out my oh, settings. my god, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Um, but that's what I mean. Like, it's those technical things once you know them mm-hmm. and you know them for your camera or your laptop or I don't know whatever it is you can feel confident in that but then it's when you're when you're moving out of that and you're like oh I don't know those things because you feel like you've taught yourself or your mates taught you or whatever it mm. is it just it's very um doesn't feel like
1: real but honestly I, I just feel like such a a mindset we're all in of believing that we never enough to do the job really for real people out in the world because all we've ever done is it, it for ourselves or we you know but as I've learned um <clears throat> excuse me doing jobs you, you when you're in a, when in a situation where someone wants you to photograph something for them that's all that is genuinely all you ever need is to know it, how to do it for yourself because you, it's just you any camera I mean I've had my camera for gosh absolute years and I feel like it's Got to the point where it's just like part of my arm. It's like driving a car, you know, like it just, you don't think about it after after a while. But there is that leap of going from, you know, where sheep, so I've been like internally having a mad panic and externally being like, yeah, absolutely, everything's totally fine. You know, like leave me to it. I'll be absolutely fine. Yes, I'll, I'll crack on with, you know, bits and bobs. Inside being like, oh my God completely forgotten how to do anything but you just you just got to push yourself out of it and and do it and then you walk away and you're like I've actually done it I've done a job for somebody and it still blows my mind to this day like I still get in the car every time and travel on motorway and think oh my god like it, I don't understand how I've got to this point where someone will pay me money to photograph stuff for them but it is a confidence building thing it genuinely oh, is
0: funny. you're like if anyone hasn't seen Captain's photos just go and have a look because that just makes me laugh that you think people wouldn't pay you like
1: oh. the most
0: amazing photographs that you've, like you'd ever see I don't
1: oh yeah well it's, it's a huge before. like I genuinely don't think like, it's any been any point in my whole creative journey. So I've been what, freelancing now since 2017. And even that first year was very like, just me throwing myself out of panic, in and out of panic attacks. <laughs> um, but the whole journey has never been about like building a business or figuring out that side of it at all. Like that can all be learned. The whole time has been about, you know, like accepting myself and giving myself, like, trusting myself that I can figure it out. That's the only thing that it's ever been about. And it's still an ongoing thing, you know, like you have a little break in work and then you get back into it and you think, gosh, I, can I actually do this? I mean, is it all going to work out? But it's the whole psychology of believing that you can be a self-employed creative, I think. Um, oh, yeah. It feels so daunting, doesn't it? Like. Mm in fact it reminds me of like the I used my I've got a good relationship with 91 magazine Caroline the editor is amazing and genuinely believe that she did change my life in this whole process because when I first started out I was doing my corporate job and I had a blog on the side and which was completely secret (laughs) Um, so no nobody knew my family didn't know I was doing a blog but I just that's there was my only outlet and um, she emailed me once on my my old school hotmail account and she was like, oh, hi, I found um, your blog and your images are great and you're based near Manchester. Um, we need someone to cover an event. Would you be interested in doing it? And she was very much starting out the magazine from, like, a blog in, like, digital digital worlds of magazine. They weren't a print magazine then. And I remember being like, I genuinely emailed her back and I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm not actually, like, a professional photographer. Like, you do know I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, your images are great. Like we just, it's just like a little thing in Manchester. And I was absolutely terrified, but I forced myself to go. I took a day off work, forced myself to go. And I remember the lady who was running the event, she came over and she was like, oh, you're the photographer. And I just remember this light bulb went off my mouth, my mind. And I thought, this is when you need to blag it. And I was like, yes, I am absolutely the photographer. <laughs> and I think it was the first time it came out of my mouth. And I was just like, Living this double life and it was it was the first time I'd seen a world outside of my nine to five where I thought, gosh, people do different things. You know. Yeah. yeah. People do different jobs. So it was that like do little step things. really. I yeah. Like that. People do different things. Different things.
0: <laughs> and it, it's, <laughs> like, it's like it's still hang it's still sort of it's a hang up of mine even now, like ten years on that maybe I should be doing a real job. Like, that, it's, that, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's that phrase, real job. And I'm like, well, I work every single day. I work probably more days than pe- other people with real jobs sometimes. Um, mm. Like, I pay, I, I manage to pay myself every month, every year. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that a real job? But it just still is that hang-up of feeling like, well, it's not a real job, is it? You yeah, know? no, totally. Yeah. Wow, I like that. People do different
1: things. <laughs> <laughs> it is because when you're in your bubble of of work, you don't imagine what people are outside of the, the office doing. Do you know what I mean? So when you are like, mm-hmm. it's like half past eleven on a Wednesday, and this is what you do, and I just found mm-hmm. it like so life changing. So um, I did give myself a little bit of a, diff- a like a like what's what does Beyoncé call herself? Sasha Fierce when she's on stage mm-hmm. is that right like a different yeah. personality and I was like embrace Ooh. somebody new let's forget Catherine who sits in the office and cries at her desk about Excel spreadsheets you know like it's like <laughs> this is my chance to be like somebody else <laughs> so it was no, quite liberating.
0: you are Sasha Fierce I love it that's <laughs> oh. um and so like I guess that's that's like a, the spark igniting, and it's, what, five or six years on? So what, mm, what is it that your work is now? How has that evolved? What? Because I know you've done various different sort of avenues of photography, um, mm-hmm. and you've, you've, I think, you've probably settled, not settled because you're just so creative, you're probably present in you next week, but, like, i think it's taken you a while to um hone in on the things that that you love to work the people and the objects and the style that you love to work with um maybe we could touch on that a little bit and sort of how you've found
1: honing that um yeah i think it's it's been important that as much as i hate the word niching down or niching down or whatever um over the years, I've definitely dabbled in different genres of of work. I think at the beginning, you you automatically take on anything that comes your way. Um, and that's never a bad thing because you learn from everything that you do. And it's, it sounds a bit cliche and probably a bit boring. Like, you know, don't, you know, don't think anything's bad. You know, like every job that you do, you learn something from it, even if it's what you think. I will definitely not do that again. <laughs> um, but it's, it's definitely important to do. But yeah I think I've got to a place now where I've, I, I dabbled in weddings I literally just did a few and I realized how intense that was um and I'm a mean, complete or people who do work with weddings it's it's, it's very full-on um and then wanted to explore you know what uh, the work for the magazine has been constant and um, then that kind of evolved into like interiors um and then we did have that weird time with COVID didn't we so that kind of threw things off a little bit but yeah products mm-hmm. and lifestyle has always been something that I've always re- just genuinely really enjoyed and I feel like the storytelling side of it is something I'm I you know I'm desperately trying to strive more towards I feel like that's my aspiration with making products feel more of a story rather than clean cut images around products mm-hmm. um but I, I think the biggest learning about figuring out the direction you want to go in is is not just to think of it as, oh, this is a job title. So I'm a product photographer, I'm a wedding photographer, is to look at it as like, what what life will that bring you? Um and I think in the early days when I realized like when people are saying, oh big, you know, big money in weddings or things like that, and I was and I just had two little babies. Um as much as my, I think I convinced myself at a time thinking, oh, you know, I could travel, I could do, you know, go to far off places. And and genuinely, I was like, but you're such a home bird. You know, you don't enjoy going far from home. You don't want to spend 12 hour day shoots doing, you know, like really intensely that it's just not who you are. And that wasn't, the la- I didn't want to be working every weekend away when I had my family at home and they were small. So I think it was just that acceptance after a while of going um, that particular genre of work, it isn't actually who I am um, and I could never do it justice and I'll be taking it away from the amazing people who love and live that life. I want to create something that's different for myself. Um, so I think, it, yeah, it's just, it's just finding, you know, your own kind of direction, but not being fr- afraid also, which is something I, I have to remind myself of a lot, that it, it doesn't have to be so clean cut if you wanna do it in your own way, you can mold and make that lifestyle photography or product photography, your own version of it. You know, We see so many people doing a similar thing to ourselves all the time and that can get really comparison-y and we can think, oh, they do it like that. Maybe I should do it in that formula. Um, But actually it never ever works that way. You just end up really feeling quite tortured by it. So whenever I feel like I'm a bit trapped I just think what do, what do I want it to become um, and try and like shape it a little bit around my life, you know. So, I, you know, I started in the last few years shooting more from home, people send me products and I can go out and about to places that I love and feel really familiar and relaxed and that's just how I, I prefer to work, like more gently, more um, calmly and I just find that I get into my creative flow quicker that way when I'm in a comfort zone that I've kind of felt is more for me does yeah. that make sense
0: yeah absolutely yeah it's that um it's that thing of bringing the like bringing the work to your space rather than trying to fight your way into some like a, yeah not someone else's space necessarily but it's like you say with other iterations of photography or the way someone else does something if you're like if that's over there when you're trying to emulate it somehow, you're never going to feel rooted in yeah. yourself. Whereas what you're talking about is, like, yes, bringing some products to you, to your space that you've created. And But I know you do obviously go out and about, but you it's like it's in a much calmer way. Mm. Whereas if you're trying to chase somebody who's doing... You know like a yeah 12 hour day wedding that's just not you're gonna feel exhausted you're not gonna feel rooted in yourself you're gonna feel like you're doing it out of fear I think that's a big thing isn't it you're yeah. doing something out of fear rather than out of comfort and some people see some people see like a comfort zone as like a like a, a bit of a bad thing but I think like oh you must always push yourself out of your comfort zone but why why should it be why should everything be uncomfortable obviously you should push yourself to be brave if you want to try a new thing if you want to do something different um but actually
1: a comfort zone doesn't everyone just want to be comfortable do you know yeah i think it's like yeah it's it's a funny because like even when you've found something that you you love you think oh that's for me like the, the products and the lifestyle side of things you know first I was like oh big brands I'll do it for big and then I was like no 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 like I, I I feel more connected to smaller independent creatives you know so um so again it takes a bit of honing and that comfort zone for me isn't about you know we're all told like if we say in our comfort zone we're being lazy or unambitious it's not it's not at all that for me I think I like to think of it as having a stretchy comfort zone like I'm know I'm in line with the right types of people because when I work with them I instantly feel that's when I could be the most creative and I will push will push ideas together you know like that's what I strive to get to go for and it, you, you learn that when you start working with lots of different clients um who your real kind of dream people are those people that you'll instantly have a connection with and you'll feel really connected to their work and what they're making and you you'll like we we've worked together before and we'll just bounce ideas off each other and that's so valuable to to be able to have creativity in that way is like the zone I want to be living in so it's not
0: it's like a it's like a it's like a little uh it's like you've got your comfort zone and then there's like a, like a like an outer zone that is, yeah. is where maybe the more conceptual or brave or zany ideas come out yeah. you're still you're still safe in your space you're still with mm-hmm. the right people in the right genre with the right energy doing the stuff so yeah maybe it is that I say something like oh should we should we actually like go over to that field and and do mm-hmm. something in that tree or something like whatever it is I'm yeah not, I'm not climbing up trees Catherine but
1: oh my gosh if somebody is not pushed into a bush on a shoot when it's outside it's not we've all got to it's not gone well yeah but
0: like that those within within the realms of what you're doing pushing yourself a little bit to do something more interesting like yeah starting a podcast like me like this isn't out of my comfort zone because what I do is chat to people all the time but I've never really recorded those chats or put them out into the world but why not because actually I'm in a safe space and with all the people I'm with my you know the people I've chosen to speak to are all people who are on my same wavelength so it, mm-hmm. it is a com- this is this is a comfort zone but in a I like the I like this very stretchy comfort zone it reminds me of them um, like really comfy
1: joggers like, oh yeah I was going to say knickers then but I thought oh, that's a stretchy one oh. <laughs> yeah it is true it's like finding like what you feel totally yourself in I think when you feel I've gone to jobs where I've been anxious on the way there and I've had these red flags going off at me all the time and then I've rocked into a situation and I've thought I've not been my my true self in that job and I've got through it and I've ticked the boxes for the client and they've got what they need and absolutely that's always what I'm there to do but I've walked away and I've lost myself in that moment. And that that really kind of it, it gets quite painful if that's all you're ever experiencing, where you're just doing it and you think, oh, this is not why I chose to do it. I could have stayed in that office cubicle on a really comfortable salary and just forgotten this whole thing if this is what, you know, the, the opposite was. But but that's where you have to start like having really honest conversations with yourself and and and, and take control back of your own path as much as it's really lovely when people get in touch and say, can we work together? This is what, you know, Um, and I did a friend's wedding years and years ago, but it worked beautifully because we were friends and I felt comfortable with her. And we, you know, we had that lovely stretchy comfort zone together and it was fun. But then when I got wedding in I was just like, Oh my goodness. No, like, a wouldn't want to lie to you and, you know, do your special day. It's not, you know, not fair on you but i recognize myself there was a red flag the universe was saying to me as much as that one was great it's not the path for you you need to take control back and figure out a new a new thing yeah, these so,
0: these variables have changed now because i don't know these people yes. that is that's outside of the comfort zone of where i'm willing to go with that part of my creativity so yeah no yeah that's so that's that in itself is brave saying no to stuff is really brave because mm. we all know what makes the world go round is money and when you've you know when you're trying really hard to get work and people offer it you it can just be like
1: yeah
0: it's scary to think so yeah Um. in terms like so obviously we talked about your photography a fair bit but I know you like the last two maybe two years you've been dabbling with other things do you want to talk about the painting stuff
1: or you, yeah. not, you don't want to you're good to know it's it's good um yeah I've, I think this is I've, I've thought about this a lot over the last couple of days when we were talking about chatting um and our good friend Lauren O'Sullivan um is oh. is always on hand <laughs> a voice <laughs> note I'm having a mild mild crisis about self self things you know um <laughs> But I think, you you might relate that when you are in a service related business, um, I think I've in the last kind of twelve months realized that, um, I absolutely love the work that I do, and I've, I've met so many amazing people. But there has to be a balance with like serving your own creativity as well, because you know, like for you, you serve people through your beautiful flowers, um, and and I, I myself through the images, and you want to satisfy what they need, um. But sometimes it's nice to step back and be like well if i was to photograph something of my own what would that feel like or you know if i was to create a product and i i, I get these pangs of like like complete jealousy is a bit strong <laughs> maybe like in awe you know like there's admiration for people who make things and i'm like i'm just desperate to hold something of my own a little bit you know i mean that kind of chapter maybe so i have yeah i started doing um when was it COVID time God, do we all refer back to COVID <laughs> like that weird time in all our lives I'm like was it then or was it um but I think it's where that spark when things were, like naturally went really quiet and we were kind of all locked inside I just needed to kind of do something and I, I explored painting and that was really lovely and it just showed me that I could be a beginner and it not terrify me and I could try and find something again you know something of my own that was a bit different and that's okay and it and it's okay to be more than one thing you know Mm -hmm. um so I I really enjoyed that and in the last six months I've been doing I've been doing a few pottery courses (laughs) so I have enjoyed doing um just exploring and I've recently just been writing a little bit about starting small and being a beginner again because I I really enjoy reading those kinds of experiences of people and just feel like I want to share like my mental approach to it all a little bit more. Um, So genuinely, I was just genuinely proud that I'd given myself that opportunity to try something that I've always wanted to do, even though I have no clue at all what I was doing. And it was really fun because of that. Um, I think back to my early days of photography when I picked up my camera, I didn't know what I was doing with that. But I made it work and figured that out. So I thought, you know, hard, you know, a chapter later, maybe having that same experience again is a good thing. So
0: yeah, it's been good. And allowing yourself—I
1: mean, like you say,
0: COVID gave us all a unwanted space, probably. But it, it giving yourself that space to try it as a beginner with no no wild expectations of it yeah. being perfect and I think that's like it's been a huge thing for me and a lot of people I've spoken to creative people is like things don't have to be perfect you can't you can't rock up to an illustration class and be amazing at it immediately if you've never done it before yeah and I'm also worth enjoying that like we can't all be perfect experts but when you've honed a craft as well as a lot of people have like you and your photography and me and what I do it feels quite weird to be a beginner when your creativity is quite far on and it's process. You know, you are quite established in the way you work and you know techniques and editing tools or whatever, and then to pick up a brush and be like,
1: oh, like yeah. I don't know what I'm
0: doing. Um, and it's like getting back to that creative play that's so important to keep mm. keep that alive, but also to maybe move in I don't know. Move sideways. I'm not saying onwards because I, I think it's all part of who we are, and it's that like, in expanding, yeah, um, all the all the possibilities of who we are, um, and and giving that, giving that space, giving that creativity mm. some space to breathe outside of what we've technically turned passions into jobs. Very lucky to do so, yeah, but with that do we have hobbies do we have have we given ourselves space to you know expand our creative business to include something else like it's all it's all a bit of a it all gets a bit black and white in your head like this is work this is hobby actually yeah. it doesn't have to be but you do have to allow yourself the that give yourself the grace to try the hobby or the the new technique or the new learning
1: without the assumption that you're going to be amazing at it immediately like that's... oh my gosh I genuinely yeah. feel that by giving myself the freedom to try something different creatively like it kind of like you know that find that new spark within for something that you, again there's no reason why I feel like it saved my photography business as well because mm-hmm. it it all got very heavy with the money earning and the you know pitching for work and clients and which again like you say is a huge privilege and i feel so lucky to have that as my job and you know that's absolutely i'll never ever take it for granted but i think i needed something else to save that and it and it has that balance has really helped me keep keep a, a, a better mental headspace on on both things so mm. it's 100% worth investing time into yourself creatively that one feeds into the other doesn't it you can't what's that
0: phrase you can't like pour from an empty pot or whatever it is and you when your creativity for your business because you're so wrapped up in the business and money and admin and all the other hats you have to wear with it um you do get depleted of the energy to be creative whereas if you can fill it up in a different capacity you're probably, you're probably serving yourself in your business as well mm-hmm. as in your you know your creative time. So um I guess it'd be really interesting to talk about um sort of thing that inspires your work and your creativity. Um
1: I just, so I, I you yeah, know that's quite hard isn't it to pin down sometimes like what inspires you. Um I guess the first thing that comes to mind, like I've always like aspired to bring into my work is like just really subtle storytelling. So not to have anything that's totally obvious. Um, I kind of, when I feel, okay, this is getting a bit deep now, but when I feel like I'm in creative flow, <laughs> um, I, I personally love those shots the best when I feel like I've just caught something a little bit differently or something you really couldn't have staged that well you know it's just kind of happened um and the more relaxed the better and I'm trying to like train my eye to like look for more of those moments it can be trickier when you're working with clients who you know you're trying to satisfy a brief for them and that's kind of the job but um I suppose like when you're working with great people you really connect with and they just get it that you just kind of just need to play with an idea for a bit I tend to when you can prove those shots are the most kind of emotive or whatever it's hard to know how to describe it um I think they see it as well you know Mm. those are the shots at the end of the shoot when we've done the priorities and you're like let's just mess about for a bit you know like it's nice of a window of time with people and you can just push like you say push things a little bit um so I always look I always enjoy those moments because I just don't really know what we'll create or how it'll happen, but when things do unfold, I think those are always the, the most intriguing pictures. So I love that the most. And I think that's where we go back to the conversation of having your own creativity time, you know, cause then you can just relax with yourself in the work you're making and and just not have any pressure. So
0: yeah, it's, it's like sort of being, in, actually being inspired by the situation. Yeah, totally and, and yeah. your surroundings and the, the people you're with rather than and mm-hmm. obviously I know when it's client based you have to have a shop list and people want specific things, but when your it's your eyes that see the space or the the product and when if you see something that you're like, I've got to capture that that's yeah. almost that little hint of a, a like I say a storytelling moment that is more more profound than just like
1: you know a candle on a table type things yeah and I I would that my like like real goal with photography work would be to have projects where I just spend longer with people often um or longer on a project um where it's you know you're not really you know you're not really time constrained like we've got to get these images and that's what we're doing together and it's just like following someone around though daily life or their work or how they create in a space you like just really just be part of that story for a bit because I feel like that's when you can really push the images you can get by just like really absorbing in each other's world a little bit so Mm. that would be like dream work kind of um to be on a longer term project where you can just be part part of it a bit deeper
0: so when I become like a a multi-millionaire are you saying that you will come and just be my personal photographer yes
1: that's fine. Yeah. that would be great I just the, mm. there's, if there's room in the shed we could just set up a yep. small camp bed that's I'm sure my husband can just have the kids for a couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah I don't that, I think it's just that's more deep and more meaningful I think when you get that opportunity I, I often I often look at photographers who shoot for books and things and think they must have immersed themselves in with those people for six months and just gone back and forth with them and been really part of that that story growing and I think that's just amazing you know whether it's people of shooting food or and that's why I guess I don't try and like narrow myself down too much to a genre of like a job title is what well. I think it's you know as a creative if you think oh, I'd just love to capture that or I'd love to be part of that project it might not necessarily be like the clean cut idea on some mystical business plan but you know if it aligns with you I think um, and that's why I say like keep the mold around yourself quite flexible and um, know when it's not in alignment know when you're getting red flags like you shouldn't ever feel overly anxious about something I think that's something that feels a little bit like jolted with yourself but um when you're intrigued enough and the fear is just a little bit there but it's like oh that seems like something I just really want to push myself towards I think that's a good thing so that's inspiring isn't it so yeah definitely definitely so when you get those creative
0: flashes when you're on a shoot or you are in your sort of I know we keep saying state of flow. It sounds a bit weird, but I know exactly what you mm. mean by that. Yeah, when you're there. Um, do you ever find that the creativity like gets in the way of other, say, other more practical tasks, or even like you're supposed to be creative doing one thing and you just you can't stop looking over in the corner at your paints or whatever? Are you do you feel mm. is there a lot of intuition? based
1: on decision making like yeah I don't know I'm gonna like I'm gonna sound like my mum now but with age yes I think I've definitely (laughs) I've definitely (laughs) um like honed that a little bit because I think my problem with like creativity is that I want to do too many things like I I feel like that's my problem sometimes get like oh pretty things over there and inspiring things over here and and think and it so there is so, we're, we're surrounded by it, are we, all the time. We've got it on our phones. It's it's just everywhere we go. Um, And I want to dabble in lot. I want to try lots of things. And I, and that's not a bad thing. But actually, I think it is important to, like, bring yourself back down to what really sits well with you and what you feel, like, most connected to. Um. Because I do think there's a lovely feeling that you could get from just waking up one morning and just having really simplified goals, if that makes sense. Like you're not waking up in like this flurry of ideas all the time. Um, because I think for me personally, it ends up blocking me from actually doing the thing. Um, because I'm like, oh, I'm all in the, the dreamy researching phase. And then actually time's drifting away. And I'm not actually physically doing the do. And I, I I do have this sentence in my mind quite a lot. Like, are you the creator or are you the consumer? There's like lots of people creating in the world. And are you just consuming what they're doing? Or are you stepping back and saying, okay, it's now time for me to create something to put in the world? Because you can't do both. There's nobody has enough time. So I'm, I'm constantly saying, like, you're consuming too much today. You need to step back and create something of your own and make it an actual thing. So yeah, love so that. too many I things. Love that. That's... Too many things going on, but yeah, but no, but so I think like over the years, and especially like in the last twelve months, I feel like because I have um, allowed myself that freedom to try different things, I'm now at that point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to have two, two focuses, like the photography because I'll always be there, and then I'm going to become a beginner at the the other creative thing which hopefully potentially might be more of the clay and you know that kind of of world a little bit but my photography will always come with me because I was a bit scared at first of trying something like new because I was like oh no does that mean I've got to stop and start again but i listened to a podcast recently said if you pivot you know if you pivot your life a little bit you're never starting from zero you're always going to carry that on so I think I'm inspired by the other creative side of me because it will give me an opportunity to photograph it how I would yeah. aspire to do it. So they could together, you know. Well,
0: you've, you're you're never starting from zero. That's such a good way to look at it because actually, you've got X number of years of experience of running a creative business, and all of that is all of that plays into if you did want to make, you know, a business or part of a business out of this new thing you've got imagine if you were starting from scratch as running a new business imagine all the things you didn't know mm. when you started like you're yeah you're like so much further in than you would think and like you yeah. part of your creative brain that wants to photograph beautiful things well what if you make the beautiful things and then
1: use both skills like that's
0: Incredible, isn't
1: it? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely been like something that's more and more on my mind, just to feel proud of doing something new. And it it was funny because when I first joined as a pottery class, I remember, and I've I've kind of wrote about it a little bit this morning actually, but saying to the pottery teacher, "All I want to do is make a bowl that I could maybe put olives in. Like it's just really small. Like if I can walk away from this class with something that could maybe just potentially hold some small." Mediterranean snack (laughs) you'd be like I'd be so happy with that and she was like okay let's see if we can just achieve that goal and and it wasn't I'm trying to go back to my brain of my 20 year old self who just started that blogging secret like I didn't have any you know like I have any real goals for it I didn't really know what it was going to do but then weirdly one day in the mystical world of Google a future magazine editor found it asked me to do some work and then it just grew from there and it, mm-hmm. it's weird you don't know how these things are going to ever shape but um a really nice quote actually with, I have on my wall and I can't quite see it from here but was shared by uh Jamie Beck was um the lovely French lady who's American isn't she but she's now like lives in France she's and sure, she said that when she's, she's yeah <laughs> frolics around the French countryside um but she's yeah she wrote this lovely piece that said um I never really gave it much thought I just began to live it I just thought wow that's just so simple you know we don't really need to have like the really clear defined vision board path you know path in the plan it's Mm. just start doing and and that's sometimes going to be my biggest blocker I just overanalyze but um and that's what I'm trying to do a little bit more of but that's That's me in a nutshell. I overthink
0: everything. Everything Mm. has to be planned and thought about. If I just concentrated on the doing, because I'm best, I'm absolutely at my best when I'm doing.
1: When I've got a room
0: full of flowers and a deadline, Mm -hmm. I get my music on or get whatever I'm listening to on, and I just go, and there's nothing holding me back. Yeah. It's all the lead up to that or, or if it's a new project, it's all the lead up to that that gets me in my head and I think that's what happens when people come across a new creative thing, so like people come into my workshop and they're like it, it, they're like faced with a blank page of something they've got to do and they just think, I can't do this, but actually if you just like let go of it and like you say, have one yeah. tiny goal like, mm. I want to make this to make a bouquet or I want to make Um, olive bowl like the smaller the goals the more achievable they are but the more you actually just like let it go a bit stop one of my friends said um i can't remember what she what she actually called it now but she says that was it she's like i was describing to her that i wanted to make um some i want to make a curtain for my front room i was like i keep doing this thing where i go on pinterest and i like pin a load of stuff and then I do nothing about it like I do zero things about it I've seen it and it's like you say yeah assuming not creating and she said you do you pin and you don't go in (laughs) and I was like what and she said you pin onto the board but then you never go in to the board and actually do any of the things Mm. like oh damn yeah I do pin and don't go in and I think so many people are living like that like you just Mm -hmm. you just consume content on Instagram you pin 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 on Pinterest and you never actually go and do the thing you overthink it so much in your head that it becomes this big roadblock of like well I'm never gonna get around to doing it so yeah just don't. and there's and too actually, much isn't there yeah. mm. there's so much out there and like you just need a bit more a bit more quiet a bit less of the stimulation of other people and other things and to just Sit with the project that you want to do, or you know, sit with the flowers, or sit with your pottery for a little bit, yeah, and see what happens because it's only when you give yourself
1: that space that you're going to ever know. I know that's terrible at something, but because the dream, the dream of it can look so perfect and like, oh, I feel so like that could be what something I could do, but actually, until you actually physically touch the products and try and do something with it it's like the painting with me I kind of I think I got a little bit obsessed with like looking at amazing artists and illustrators and these brilliant people and I was like oh I could do it and then I did one that I was really proud of and then I tried to do a series and I feel like I was like oh no this this life actually just feels quite jarring with me now I don't think it is what it was in my head um mm. but I needed to do the doing in order to discover that yeah. so yeah. You're never going to know until you actually, and it's so boring and it's so annoying when people say that to you, like you have to put the hours in and, and like, I know that I was like, God damn it. You know, like I found that really frustrating, you know, to, to think, but it's so, it's, it's boringly true if you, you do. And like with the photography, it was, you know, something that, um, I didn't know until I started doing and and it really shifted for me from going from my own work to do clients because then I was like, oh, this is the real, this is the real work now. You know, if I want to make a business, I have to accept that actually there's parts of it that, you know, aren't quite on my vision board. Do you know what I mean? So it's compromised, isn't it? But yeah, so I've gone really off track there.
0: <laughs> but yeah. I haven't. No, that's like, I think that's answered it perfectly because it, it does, it's like all these things that you learn about yourself that build up into and I guess it is like what you says. with age
1: well it's just Mm. with time
0: with time you learn that like oh you consume too on a day you're consuming too much you need to go and actually make or on a day that you're feeling a bit frantic you need to just pull back and quiet things down a little bit like I I've tried to recently I've been looking at my days a bit differently um Hmm. usually I'd start the week with a list this massive list and sort of slot everything into the days that I thought I was going to be able to do them fitting around with the things but actually a lot of the time I'd get to that day and my energy would maybe be more creative based or more writing based or more chatting base like and, and I would have I would have pre-planned all this stuff that I wanted to do that day and then I feel guilty for not doing it because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't what I was feeling I'm not saying you're always feeling like doing your accounts like obviously you're not but there are days <laughs> when there are days when tasks like that seem easier than hmm. other days and I would I think trusting yourself a bit more to be like actually today I'm gonna do these things and I'm not gonna try and cram too much in because I've got to go to the vets or I've got to go and collect yeah. the kids from school. Mm. And when you've you've got uh, narrower windows of time, actually putting the putting the right things in there. Um yeah, I'm rambling on now. But No, just, it's totally
1: true. It's about giving yourself that space
0: yeah it's about trusting that you will get the week's jobs done but not being so strict about when they get done because maybe that doesn't actually serve your energy um you can't always be switched on doing creative stuff all the time sometimes i do like to just sit down and do some invoices or something because it's quite like boring like non-taxing work isn't it Mm. yeah Whereas other times I want to like, you know, design a new, I don't know, a new workshop and get really creative in my brain, and but I want it all to be on paper, so I get a big piece of paper out and scribble it all out. But some days I don't, I don't want to get out of my
1: pajamas. So you know, it's all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Or well, the stretchy knickers. It's like let's just embrace stretchy, those days. <laughs> stretchy comfort zone knickers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Aww.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah, I think it's it's definitely important to give yourself that space. I think I like I've looked back on times that I've massively burnt out and it's uh, just realizing that you are in control of your own like busyness as such or your time um mm. and like I, I had a shoot yesterday and I'm I feel like naturally my personality is quite introverted. So when I go out and I'm like around lots of people I've got like a busy day. I always now schedule in at least two days afterwards where I'm just like, th- those will be my hermit days. I will literally hide away and just like hunker down a little bit and just let myself like recharge. Cause I know those days are quite energy sapping for me in a good way, cause it's always like lovely. But I think I used to kind of like try and do things like really close together and then have loads of pressurizing deadlines. And it was like, I'm just never gonna be able to work that fast or you know like that that well in that way so I know it's a, like a it's a, it's one of the privileges of having like your control of your own diary but um yeah it's it's hard to let that slip I think and, mm. and not have that space so
0: but it's that it's exactly that thing that you started off saying that people do different things like yeah mm-hmm. so just you don't have to wake up and work 9 till 5 on whatever it is you're doing maybe you do have two hermit days and then one really energy sapping day and then the rest of the week off if you like obviously within the realms of being able to afford to live but yeah mm-hmm. if it doesn't it doesn't have to look like everyone else's week i think that's been like a big learning mm. curve for me um you know, maybe I do want to go and have coffee with my friend on a Wednesday afternoon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know.
1: I know. It's very ingrained, isn't it? Like if you're not, if you're not sat at a desk being like typing or doing emails, you're not being productive. Yeah. And
0: and also have you noticed that you've obviously had a corporate job. I've had like a not corporate maybe, but a, a an office job before. Do you think you were productive every hour of every day? Oh God, no.
1: No. <laughs> No, you would. Was, like this is way this has been way harder for me in every sense of the word than my <laughs> corporate job. And <laughs> it's like because I'd i rock up, do what you were meant to do, take your pay slip home. Um this is this work has been the most challenging personally, in order to like build confidence in doing things out like you would never have imagined doing and organizing your own time and being responsible and and serving people in a way that you want them to have a good experience with Everything is so different. I mean, I chose to do it because I, I really wanted to give it a go. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a completely different kettle of, kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know you've just spoken about a lot of the different creative aspects, you know, painting with ceramics, photographing all of that, those sorts of things. What, what does the future hold for, for Catherine? do we think or is that too that not a not a stretchy comfort pants uh, question (laughs) Question.
1: (laughs) um no I'm excited about this year I think um 2021 was really hard I would put loads of pressure on myself um it was very businessy focused um you know money focused that kind of thing and um I kind of burnt myself out if I'm honest and then you know 2022 was more like Adjusting to the idea of trying new things. And this year I've completely embraced it and gone down that little uh pinteresty path of, of a word of the year. Um, and I think it's like, I feel like everything comes back, I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but like self. I don't know, I'm gonna, this is my selfish year. Um And, like, I turned 40 at the end of this year, which is crazy to me. Like, what is happening? But (laughs) I'm going to say that out loud just to keep getting it out of myself. But, like, I started this, um, like, a really concept in my mind when I was, like, early 30s. So I had, like, my two babies in my early 30s. And I feel like this decade of my life has been about raising the children and having family and stepping away from the traditional job into something that's different and really like leaping off the cliff with that really what it felt at times but as I enter God, it sounds like this sounds like a memoir doesn't it as I enter this new chapter this new decade I'm totally all about being a bit more selfish that sounds really brutal but um, I feel like I don't if I could go back to my old self I would say you don't need permission to do anything you want to do. Like as long as you're prepared to be brave with it and, you know, try things that you've never done before, like you don't need anyone's permission. You can, as long as you have the confidence to say, this is what you're going to do, then that's what you are. You know, because for a long time, I didn't say I'm a photographer. Um, And I remember just a little, like, really sad little story. Um, I did a coaching workshop with a random American coach lady and it was free and it was during COVID like everything is um and I remember saying like she asked me I don't know what the question was exactly but I, my response was I just feel like I'm a mum of two still trying to figure this out and I don't see I don't know if people see me as a photographer or and she was like I've been on you you've been on your website and I've looked at your stuff all I see is that and, and I had like a bit of a jolting moment where I was like I really don't what I'm what I'm craving is not somebody saying I see you as therefore you are is I need to see it myself so Mm -hmm. this next chapter for me is about if I want to be a photographer and write a bit and play with clay and make things then that's what I will be do you know what I mean like it's my permission to be that so
0: I think going forward that's what I want the labels just show all the labels and be yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and if, if and for those people who are just starting out and like like I always take empowerment from people who are at different ages and different like you're at different stages we all are whether you're in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s or those amazing women and men who you know mainly women let's be honest mainly women um <laughs> in the fourth in the 50s and 60s you like start a blog or write a book or start a podcast and they're doing things at different stages of life like there is no boundary on that and I just I take like strength from that all the time to know that it, it's just a number and I will hopefully be really old and wrinkly and have a house full of really wobbly olive pots with loads of snacks in you know (laughs) and that my children will see that mummy just tried to tried something different because people do different things
0: people do different (laughs) things i the image of you just sat in a house full of olive (laughs) i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna live off that for a while that makes me so happy (laughs) no i think that's a really perfect place to like believe it actually in terms of just that phrase people do different things and I think the more we drill that into the people that do the corporate things into ourselves our mm-hmm. children our friends our family that, that hopefully people will understand that it's okay to do different things and it's okay to do both things it's fine to have a corporate job but you need to find some joy yeah Um, Mm you need to find your own joy I'm not saying there's no joy in corporate jobs some people love them that's amazing oh absolutely yeah but finding that joy outside of that Mm -hmm. you know there's so much more in people than I think they ever give them credit for like you said um is this it now like you get you came home and you're like oh is this every day now And and then you you went and Yourself start something different because that wasn't it every day was it because people do different things
1: <laughs> we should make a hashtag I
0: feel oh. is something brewing there <laughs> I think this episode might have to be called people do oh, yeah. things. <laughs> that would be amazing wouldn't it um, oh. so yeah I mean thank you so much for joining me Catherine it has been the greatest pleasure as ever um, and I can't wait to see what you do come up with um how can people find you
1: to have a look at your wonderful work yeah so yeah I'm quite simple on Instagram I think I'm Taylor underscore photo is that simple or have I made that quite wordy? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of Catherine <laughs> taylors in the world you know when you, when you search your own name you realize there's lots of us out there so um so that, yeah I'm always on Instagram um you can find my website link there and then hopefully in the next couple of months as we enter spring I feel like that's a good season I will um hopefully be sharing more of my no I'm going to take hopefully out of it I will share more yeah. of my little seeds of something new that will be very much a personal project um to get that out of me so yeah I'll be sharing mm-hmm. on that, that over there so
0: well I'll, I'll link all your details anyway um um and... Yeah, I mean, anyone who's looked at my feed will see every like, every fifth photo is one that Catherine's has been with me. To be honest, like, <laughs> oh, definitely, like, we can do more. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. I mean, well, just to say, I'm really excited about this for you as well. I'm so thrilled that you're doing the podcast and all that it will bring. So, forever in awe of what you've done over the last couple of years as well. So, thank you for having oh. me.
0: So, yeah, thank you so much, Catherine, um, and I'm sure I'll speak to you soon. Bye! Bye-bye! So, that's it for episode two. A huge thanks again to Catherine, and also a big thank you to you for listening. Uh, next week we'll be talking to Susanna Greening, a bridal designer who I've met through my work in the wedding industry. We'll be finding out how she brings creativity into a very technical job, and how she navigates being creative alongside working to client specifications. Be sure to subscribe to The Creative Cure wherever you get your podcasts and I'll speak to you next week. Bye.